Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, hello again. Good to have you with us for another edition of the Global Games. Simon Hill and Alex Brosk with you for the next two hours. And boy, there's a fair bit to chat about. Coming up tonight, FA CEO James Johnson joins us to chat National Second Division, Women's World Cup and much more. We'll review round 15 of the A-League men's and speak to Melbourne City's hat-trick hero, Richard van der Ven. Spencer Pryor on a seismic 24 hours in the English Premier League with Manchester City charged and Jesse Marsh sacked. Alicia Carnavas will talk women's football as the Premiership race hots up in the Liberty A-League. And Paul Williams with Football Asia as Qatar turned to Carlos Queiroz. It's all to come right here on The Global Game on SEN. Yeah, good to have you with us again for The Global Game on SEN, all in the company of my two esteemed colleagues, the two Alexes, Alex Brosk. And Alex Molchanoff. How are we, gents? Very good, Simon. Excited to be back. Yes, exactly. Uh, Broski, what have you been up to? Um, I actually took a bit of time away from football and went to watch Dave Chappelle. Did you know? Yeah. Was he, he good? Was very, very good. Yeah, great comedian. Favourite of yours? Uh, not the favourite, but he's definitely one of the greats, so it was good to see him. Who's your favourite? Uh, like a guy called Arch Barker. Saw Arch him a couple Barker. of weeks ago. He's brilliant. Was he's, he? He's brilliant. American? Yeah. Uh, he is American, yes, yeah. yes. Naturalised, I yeah. think now. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Molchanoff, you've been calling New South Wales uh, MPL games. Marconi and Sydney and IT were yeah. a denser. Just the, the one of them. But, uh, yeah, it was a good start to the season. Dreadful first half, very entertaining second half, two old clubs. So it was. It's great to be back amongst them. I love that competition. Um, and there was plenty of fire, as mm. I was just showing you uh, before we came on air tonight. Marco Jesic. 
getting very excited about his equaliser <laughs> uh, before they were beaten, Marconi. So, and yeah, were people fired up about the national second division with a decent crowd in, and people got a bit of buzz about them well, because of it? Delayed kickoff because there was a line up to back up to the King Tom. If you know how a Denzel works, mm-hmm. I um, so I reckon there were it was a good crowd in, uh, a lot more than we saw there last year watching Sydney United. Good. So. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, little bits of growth, little bits of growth, and you never know. Absolutely. We'll talk more about the National Second Division with James Johnson a bit later on in the show. We've got two prizes to give away as ever tonight. A Global Game t-shirt from Striptease and a double pass to an A-League game of your choice. So please get involved. Give us a call, 1300 01 1170, or send us a text 0457 736 736, or you can tweet us at Global Game SEN. Let's get things started then with Starter for Five. Here we go. Loaded question. Question one, Alex Brosk. <laughs> Financial fair play, a necessary invention or competition prevention? Well, the financial fair play, it was brought in to stop clubs from spending more than they, than they were earning. Is that right? Uh, well, that's the way it was designed, designed yes. Right. So, in, I mean, in that case, I would say definitely a necessary invention. No? Uh, I, I have a slightly different view, as you might <laughs> as you might understand, <laughs> given the events of the last 24 hours. Uh, look, you know, it, we don't want clubs going bust. That is absolutely correct, which is why, in my opinion, financial fair play should have been predicated on debt, not income, debt. But, of course, it wasn't structured that way because guess what? The big clubs, Manchester United in particular. That's a very cynical view. It's true, though. Uh, Manchester United are a club laden with debt. That's mm-hmm. the way that the Glazers have structured their, their buyout of the club, or did many, many years ago. And so I think it is anti competition. Now, you know, what Manchester City have allegedly done is a completely different matter. And they do sign up to the rules, there's no doubt about that. But who designs the rules and why? And I think somewhere in there, is the answer. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, two more things on that. The Manchester City owners, CFG, fit and proper owners tests there were when they took over. So why did the Premier League, Premier League not flag potential mm. problems? And also, guess who's sitting in the top four at the moment? Newcastle. Mm. Who are they owned by? <laughs> Anyway, that's only my view. I'm sure you've got your own at uh, home, 0457736736, if you want to send us a text and have your say. Question two, Alex Moltinov, the National Second Division, promotion and relegation now, or it's difficult to see how? Well, I think we can count relegation out of the question yep. straight away. Uh, I'd love to see the National Second Division started as, say, 10 to 12 teams and then expanded via promotion. I think that's the best way to go about it. I don't know that that will happen. It'll be interesting to hear what James Johnson has to say about that. Absolutely. A later. Uh, question three, Broski. Rado Vidicic now in permanent charge of Melbourne City. The right decision or a lack of vision? Um, look, I don't, definitely don't think it's a lack of vision. I think it shows that their vision actually is to stay and, and search within. They've obviously had, um, and, and we probably all thought they were going to go out for a big name. They've, they've tried that before, but they've realised that, you know, like they did with Paddy Kisnorbo, bringing someone through from within the club, someone who knows 
you know, their, their style, their system and, and what they're about um, has proved more successful. So I think it is a smart decision. Uh, there was a point made to me that, uh, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about stability, continuity, which is all well and good with the men's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women's team, of course, have lost their coach, That's who right. was Rado Vidicic. Now, to be fair, he's been replaced by Dario, mm-hmm. who's his son. Mm-hmm. So I assume they'll have conversations around the breakfast table. I think <laughs> they live together. Rado told us that on the show last yeah. week or the week before. Um, but it's a point, isn't it, that that is seen as a promotion. Perhaps mm. it shouldn't be. Well, look, I, I think at the moment, um, I don't know. I guess it's a question for Rado. It, it's a, you know, he was offered the job and he decided he wanted to get yep. back into um, into the men's into the men's football. But you're right. I mean, that left a hole then for the women, which yep. his son's now taken. It just comes down to the coach. Yep. It would appear to make sense given that they're uh, pretty uh, going pretty well at the moment and are seven points clear. In the A-League men's competition, Rado's done a decent job. Question four, Alex Molchanov. Sydney and Melbourne victory both winning. The start of the big club charge or no, it's a mirage? Uh, For Sydney, I think it could be the start of a charge. How deep into the season that goes, I'm very interested. I need to see more from victory. I mean, one performance across, what, more than three months of football now. Um, they've got a bit more to do to convince me, but it, it could be the start of something. Uh, certainly them getting off the bottom of the table, which would be a step. Yeah, their fans will certainly hope so. It's been a tough season, hasn't it, for victory on and off the pitch. Uh, question five, Broski, 3 p.m. kickoffs in the heat of summer. Evening starts are the way, or in the current environment, they're here to stay? Well, when you say current environment, what do you, what do you mean exactly? Well, what I mean is that we don't own stadiums. Uh, obviously, there are TV commitments. I don't think it's the TV, to be honest, that are dictating the kickoff times. I might be wrong on that, but mm. I don't think so. Um, and obviously, we, there's a lot of games to, to fit in, and it's difficult to find stadiums because we don't own them. That's true. Mm. But if you look across the league, those 3 p.m. games are coming on Sundays where mm. there's only the one game generally. There's NPL starting now, though, around uh, the country as well, where, where a lot of the women's games are played in those stadiums. Some of them, anyway. Yeah, look, I, I just don't see the difference between playing, you know, uh, a 3 p.m. game compared to 5 p.m. Why can't it be pushed back a couple hours? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if it, it can't be a crowd thing or that it's not, you know, family friendly time because people aren't going to the games at 3 p.m. anyway. Right. You know, they'd rather be at home on a stinking hot day or in the, the pool, beach. you know, yep. or on the pool. So, yeah. It can't be a crowd issue. I don't know. I don't know. But for me, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It should be moved. The APL say that they are going to look at this uh, maybe in time for next season. But uh, to be honest, I, I think it needs resolving. I don't think it's good for anybody. No. Players going down with heat stroke. Uh, the fans too hot for them in the stands as well. Uh, I, I think it needs to be to be changed, particularly in those hottest summer months, December, January, uh, maybe part of February. Uh, send us a text. Do you got any thoughts on those? 0457-736-736. Matt says, evening, lads. Just wanted to say what a cracking few weeks of A-League football we've had. Exciting games and quality football. Hopefully we can get the crowds back. Good to watch a bit of MPL TV as well. Good on you, Matt. And this one from Paul. Uh, Will Mr. Brosk risk going to the northern end at Combank next Saturday at the (laughs) Sydney Derby? Uh, last Sunday, I was at Combank. It was hot at three o'clock. I will say, though, it's not the hottest game I've been to at Parramatta. That was the Valentine's Day Massacre. Ooh, what was that one? We'd have to look that one up. The Valentine's, Valentine's Day Massacre. Day was that against Sydney FC? Well, text back in, Paul. Yeah, text back in, Paul. Let us know which game that was. You've got us all a bit baffled. Um, that was starter for five. Uh, before we go to a break, we've got a caller on the line. Mark from Quakers Hill. Mark, you want to talk about Harry Kane? Are you a Spurs man? No, I'm a Brighton man. My brother used to live in Brighton, so right. he's got me hooked on Brighton, and they're doing very well, so I'm quite... They are. My second team's 
My second team is Nottingham Forest. I've supported them ever since I was a kid, and that's nearly over 50 years. I turned 51 last week, so it's great to see them back in the top flight. Belated happy birthday. Mm. Thank you. My question would be, I caught the tail end of the Spurs match this morning, and from what I could understand listening to it on SEN, of course, and thank you for the great coverage you guys and girls. Good man, good man. From what I... (laughs) From what I can understand, he faked a... Like, the ball went off his shoulder. He faked um, the ball hitting him in the head, and they needed to undertake concussion treatment, so that gave the team opportunity to regroup, regather. And the commentators were absolutely filthy because they reckon he was cheating. And I wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. A, am I correct in saying that Harry Kane faked a uh, hit in the head to get a concussion protocol timeout? And B, the referee couldn't do much about it because if it looks like someone's been hit in the head, they have Mm. to engage these concussion protocols. And that would just be a tactic teams can use to milk the game to their advantage. Um, Mark, it's an interesting point. I have to confess, um, I I didn't watch the game the other morning because it was on at uh, an odd hour and I'm an old man these days and I can't stay awake. Um, I haven't, I've seen the goal. I haven't seen that particular incident. I will go and have a look at it. Um, But Broski, did did you say you'd seen it? Alex Moltenoff? No, no, I I think that's a very cynical view from Mark. There was a ball (laughs) that came off. There was a collision. Ball was near his head. Um, Yeah. And look, I guess the it's other part thing... part of football, right? Yeah, well, that was the point I was going to make, that generally, and yeah, it can be seen as poor sportsmanship, but it happens in all sports. Yep. Athletes, when they're playing at the top level, Broski, I'm sure that you've got a story or two on this, you are seeking to win, and it's almost anything goes. Now, obviously, it's up to the referee as the arbiter to to you know keep players in line, but you are seeking to gain any little competitive advantage you can. And... In this country, people tend to say, oh, we don't do that in Australia. Well, that's not true. Well, we that's do not do true. It. We do it in every sport. Absolutely. In every sport, you look for whatever little bit of advantage um, that you can get to win the game. That's yeah. what you're there for at the end of the day. And we don't like it, but it is the way it is. I don't know. Yeah. Just ask I, the, I'm, I'm, uh, not, I'm not saying Harry Kane did that. I, I've, this rule has been around for a little while, um, and he wouldn't. I don't think he'd be faking a concussion. No. Just ask the hardware stores and their sales of sandpaper a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're off to a quick break. On the other side of it, we're going to chat to FA CEO James Johnson about a whole raft of things. Back soon.